You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus taught his disciples how and what to pray. Learn more about the Lord's Prayer in week 10 of our series, Redefined. Before the Lord's Prayer, here were the instructions Jesus gave the disciples in verse 1. He says, be specially careful when you're trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. This was a very powerful warning Jesus gave to the disciples. He was saying, even though you do righteous acts like prayer, or giving, or fasting, when you do it in the spirit of trying to perform so that others may see and comment, wow, he's religious, no? Oh, he's very prayerful. Grabe, he's so generous. He gives to this organization and this foundation. Every time you do that, out of a motivation to please men rather than God. right? And the question would always be, in whatever things that we do, the question you need to ask is, why am I doing it? Why would I post that I'm giving to this foundation? Is it just a marketing strategy so that I could get more donors? Or is this because I want people to know that I am a person who gives to charity? I'm a person who's very prayerful, right? And so the Bible says, when you give out of a performance spirit, God won't be applauding. God is not pleased. He doesn't like it. When Christians would take center stage, and would announce the word, here's what I'm doing, see world, I'm such a good guy. God is not applauding. Now in our world today, in our culture today, especially now, it's so hard, because everything we do, we put on social media. Because we think the world is our stage. Checking in at Victory Green Hills. Dinner later at Tuan Tuan. Walking now to the parking lot. Opening the car, the door of the car. Going inside, paying parking ticket. Hee hee, good evening. You know, everything you put there, okay? It's so natural, especially for the younger generation, to put everything on social media. What I give, how much I give, where I ate, you know, how I pray, you know, why I go to church. Everything is put in there. And again, the challenge, and I hope you get the spirit, is not don't post on social media. There's nothing wrong about it. But you go and question the heart's motivation. Why do you do it? Bible says when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them. They're called actors. Sino dito mga actors? I can relate. Okay, You know, when, when you, you're compassionate, when somebody's looking, or you're more prayerful when somebody's there listening to your prayers, God doesn't operate that way. That's why God says, I don't applaud such actions, even though it is a religious action. It is a holy action, but the heart is far from what I want it to be. So we go now to prayer. And he says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. You want to announce that you're prayerful and this is how you pray? The Bible says, okay, you've received your reward. You get your likes on Facebook, you get your heart on Instagram, you get the bird from Twitter. That's it. You've got your rewards. Okay, nasabi na tao, okay ka, religious ka. That's your reward. Because you're coming from a performance spirit. I want people to notice. I want people to know. 
He says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will what? Reward you. Ano sabi? When I pray, or when we pray, find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. For us, including myself, there is a tendency to role play when I do things publicly. But alam mo namang, privately, 5 minutes ka lang magpray, but publicly, 20 minutes. But publicly, pag nagpray ka, sobrang high-faluting yung theology mo. Oh, Father God, I beseech thee in thy behalf of thy country. You know, kung ano mang English mo, alright? You start to change, and, and, and people who know you would say, hindi naman siya ganun, but, but ganun siya, pag nagpray, bigla para, parang nagbabago, nagra-transform. Because you're role-playing. Now, among you know, that's why Jesus commanded us when we pray, go into the room, lock the door, and pray to your Father in secret. Why? Because we all know privately, we don't role-play before God. Sino sa inyo pag nagpe-pray, walang nanonood, walang nakakarinig, nagpapagap ka pa rin kay Lord. Alam mo namang di ka ganoon, tapos mag-isa ka lang, walang nanonood. Oh, Lord God, it... The most powerful prayers, I, I tell you, the most powerful prayers that I've ever prayed were really short prayers. But it was very honest, very simple. It was vulnerable. It was the prayer, prayers, most powerful prayers I've ever had. Na alam mong may hugot. Our prayers like this. Lord, Alam mo yon. Alam mong nagdidepend ka kay Lord? Yung kailangan mo siya, Lord, show up. I don't know what to do, Lord. Hindi ko na talaga alam, tapos naiyak-iyak ka pa, ba? Wala namang audience, pero naiyak ka. Right? Because you're vulnerable. You're touching, you're talking now to your father. This is not some role play you're doing. Kasi biglang pag may tao, biglang, Lord, Lord, I declare that you will provide for all my needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. ba? Alam mo naman privately, pag mag-pray ka, Lord, kailangan na talaga ng pera, Lord. Misis ko mingi na naman. ba? Alam mo yon? Gano'n ka naman mag-pray talaga. ba? Huwag mo, mas- mo bagoy. Alam ko, publicly, there are some, is a, you have to change kasi people are there. But the Spirit should be as open and as vulnerable when we pray. Now, when you don't role-play before God, what happens? As you're honest, simple, and vulnerable before God, what happens? You will begin to sense His grace. Because God knows you're being true now. Now that's my son. I know you. You don't pray that way. You don't talk that way. Now I know you because it's just us. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Jesus was saying, when you go down the mountain, here's how people will pray. Memorize prayers. Repeated phrases, chants without any meaning, without any emotions on those prayers. Don't be like the Gentiles would heap empty phrases or words. Paulit-ulit. They're full of formulas and programs and techniques. Nag-prayer seminar ako. Ito yung tinuro sa amin. This is the best way to pray. May formulation yan para marinig ni Lord. Don't fall for that nonsense. It's not true. It's not... And, and when we say empty phrases, hindi po yan yung... Alam ko sa victory, no? Ang sakit natin, pag nagpe-pray tayo, alam mo, taga-victory eh. Kasi paulit-ulit, di ba? Pag nagpe-pray na, kaya, dinner lang. Dinner lang to, ha? Pray na. Oh, pray na. Yeah? And alam, taga-victory ka. Alam mo, taga-victory ka. Sabi niya, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for uh, Lord God. 
uh, the uh, chicken joy, Lord God, and that Lord God, I I pray that you would bless Lord God, the birthday celebrant, Lord God, lot Lord God, you know, that's not the text, no, that's not the context of empty phrases, okay? Naintindi ako naman kayo, nag-iisip kayo ng anong sasabihin next, kaya Lord God yung fini-fill in the blanks niya. Okay? Kaya alam mo, taga-victory. Malalaman mo rin ko, taga-CCF. Paano? Father God, Father God, ah, Father. Ah, CCF to, uh, victory to. Iba, iba eh. Medyo kitang-kita, okay? Ang mga kapatid ko, CCF, so alam mo, ang, pag sila nag-pray, Father God, Father God, I thank you, Father God. Ah, hindi magpapatalo victory. Lord God, Lord God. Uh, <laughs> hindi yun yung ibig sabihin no, ang ganda sana no, kung tanggalin natin yung Lord God, Lord God lalo na pag nag, you're, you're asked to pray, party tapos lahat, hindi naman nag-church sandu ka, Lord God ka ng Lord God, Lord God thank you Lord God for the Lord God celebrant Lord God <laughs> diba, uh, sa totoo lang, sinabi mo lang thank you eh. <laughs> sana sinabi mo lang, thank you Lord, ganun lang diba, tapos na, saka ka Lord God mo kala mo mas religious ka pero it doesn't actually sound nice. Palitan mo ng ibang words para hindi Lord God. Lord God, actually, eh, ganyan. <laughs> basically, ganyan. Huwag laging Lord God. Okay? Okay, so, but let me get back to the text. Okay? What programs? I know you, we, grow, we grew up with, I've, I've heard this, with so many teachings. When you pray, here's the formula. A, C, T, S. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Why? Because of course, when you go to God, you need to adore Him first. That's why it says, Our Father. Ginawa mong formula in Lord's Prayer, hindi yun yung ibig sabihin ni Lord sa Lord's Prayer. Adoration, confession. Tapos, pag nag-confess ka na, mag-thank you ka muna bago ka humingi. Right? Pinoy na Pinoy mag-isip, no? Kaya may formula na A, C, T, S. No? And if you look at it, imagine if we do that to God every day. What do you think God will do? Anak ko talaga, oh, may template palagi. Kausap ako. ACTS. Ayan, binago niya CATS naman ngayon. Kasi laki ng kasalanan. Okay, so, right, and imagine if I do that to my wife and I'm templated in my conversation with my wife. Adoration. Tammy, you're so beautiful. May kasalanan pala ako. <laughs> Thank you, ha. Ay, by the way, kailangan ko ng... Every day I do this to Tammy. What, they, what would she think? She would think, oh, I think my relationship with my husband is so shallow that he needs a template all the time. It's not an overflow. It's not, he's not really communicating. He's always thinking about what to say next. And it's, there's no natural conversation happening. So Jesus said, please do not pray like that. Do not pray, memorize prayers that doesn't really come from your heart. Pray then like this. Then he says, here's how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's get now to the heart. Removing the formulas, removing the techniques. What does this mean? Let me look at the keywords in this verse. It says here, I won't look at all the keywords. It will take two hours to look at the keywords. But if we look at here, it says, number one, our Father. This changes prayer. When God, Yahweh, the one that we sang, Yahweh, such a holy God that they couldn't even say and spell the word. That's why it's not spelled right. Because that's Yahweh. I couldn't even say it out of holiness. But this Yahweh God commands us, but when you pray to me, say our Father. For the disciples, it's like, Kasi pagbaba ako sa bundok, 
That's blasphemous to pray and say, Our Father, Daddy, Papa, to even say that to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords would be like, I don't know if, if he'll understand or he might get offended. Jesus was saying the relationship between you and me is as father to a son. And I know the background. I know the errors. Sometimes you come with me with templated prayers. Sometimes it's memorized. I'm your father. You're my son. You're my daughter. You can come to me as you are. And this changes prayer when we understand we're praying to our father. To my papa. Our father in heaven. A God in whom we have a relationship with. We grew up, we're, we're Buddhist family. And I'm growing up, we have this room just full of idols. And we go there, and there was never a time I saw my dad or my mom or us go into a temple or in that room to worship and be so close to Buddha. And say, Buddha, what's up? Well, you can't. You just can't, right? You understand? Or any other God. And I'm not making light of Buddha or... What I'm saying is this God, who's the real God, the God of the Scripture, would actually say, no, you call me our Father. This was different for everybody else. Even for the Christians at the time. I'll call you Father? Yeah. That's the relationship that we have. And he says, hallowed be your name. It's a prayer. Lord, let your name be honored. Let your name be holy. Let your name be sacred. What is this saying is that this God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, would say to us, when you pray, please call me Father. But I also hope you understand that when you pray, it is something sacred. It's holy. It's powerful. It's your time with the King of kings who prefers to be called Daddy. That's the power of prayer. That when I pray, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be Your name. Lord, that my life will honor and bring honor to Your name. Hallowed be Your name. Relational, yet sacred. This is my time. It's like with my wife. It's relational, yet it's sacred. She is the only girl that I'm committed to. And nobody else. Why? It's sacred. I've entered into a covenant with my wife. Yet, at the same time, it's very relational. That's why we can joke around and kid around and talk like best of friends. Why? Though it's relational, it is also sacred and it's safe. I love how God, Jesus, commanded the disciples to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your name be honored. Let it be sacred, yet let it be very relational. Then he says, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. What does it mean when we say kingdom come? You know, sometimes we remember, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom. You know, kingdom come is such a powerful concept. Sobrang puno yung your kingdom come. What that means when you say your kingdom come as an Israelite, as a Jew, and you say, your kingdom come, what that means is, Lord, let your kingdom agenda, your agenda come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, what do you want me to do? It is your kingdom agenda that I'm building. It is your 
kingdom I'm building, not my own kingdom. Let your kingdom come. When we say kingdom, there's a king. That's why there's a kingdom. King, what do you want? Let it be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, ano yung priority mo? That will now be my priority. When I say, your kingdom come. I pray that His kingdom agenda will happen in my city. Lord, let your kingdom agenda happen in San Juan. Lord, let your kingdom agenda happen in my family. Let your kingdom agenda happen to my kids and how we raise them up. Let your kingdom agenda happen in my church. That's what it means when Jesus says, let your kingdom come. Pray like this and pray, let your kingdom come. This was top priority in the prayer list. Sabi ni Lord, you have to start off understanding that it is my kingdom. It is my agenda and not your agenda. How many percentage of our prayer is our agenda? Pag nagpe-pray tayo kay Lord, ilan doon sa'yo? Agenda mo lang. Lord, naisip ko to, naplano ko na. Lord, nangapital na nga ako, Lord. Di ba? Bless mo naman. Tinanong mo ba si Lord bago mo i-start yan? Agenda mo ba yan? Agenda ni Lord. Gusto mo lang i-magic one ni Lord? Your kingdom come means even before I enter it, I prayed about this. Because this is your agenda. Prayer is revolutionary. That's why Jesus said, you pray like this. When you go down, your prayer will never be the same again. Because your prayer will no longer be about your agenda, it will be about my agenda. And so when you start praying every day with my agenda, it changes how you think, it changes your lifestyle. Because now you're aware that when you pray, you have to pray like this. Let your kingdom come. Revolutionary. Let me share to you this video of a guy in 1857, recorded and documented in history. There was this businessman who was so burdened for the gospel to be preached in New York City that he started, a very wealthy guy, started printing out posters, inviting everyone to attend the businessman's prayer meeting. In the first ever prayer meeting, only six people attended. But he kept continuing. And this man was responsible for what we know in church history as the third great awakening among evangelicals. It created such a revival, one million people got saved because of a prayer meeting that happened on September 23, 1857. I want you to watch this two-minute video of what happened and see how revolutionary prayer really is if we understand what your kingdom come really means. Let's watch this. The United States, 1857. Slavery, rebellion, rumors of war. In three years, Americans would turn on each other and make history. But in 1857 New York City, history the kind textbooks don't mention, was already happening. The date was September 23rd. A Christian layman named Jeremiah Lamphere held his first ever businessman's prayer meeting in Lower Manhattan. It was not, by all accounts, a rousing success. He passed out flyers for weeks. Six men attended. Two weeks later, the stock market crashed. Thousands of families lost all they had and one of the greatest spiritual awakenings the world has ever seen began. Week by week, Jeremiah Lanfear's tiny lunch hour prayer meeting grew larger and larger. By December, his six men had become 10,000 men. 
and they met not every week, but every day. The New York newspapers took notice, and when word spread to other cities, spontaneous revival broke out across the country. In Cleveland and St. Louis, thousands of people packed downtown churches and theaters three times each day just to pray. In Chicago, churches had to have waiting lists for people wanting to teach Sunday school. And all across America, pastors were baptizing 20,000 new believers every week. The revival eventually spread around the world. In England, entire towns were converted. Some towns disbanded their police force because of a lack of crime. And so many people came to Christ, churches had to hold services outside just to accommodate the crowds. The world had seen nothing like it before or since. Global revival. God started it with one man. It changed the course of history. And now, in today's world, people need to know, can history repeat itself? Amazing story of what prayer can do. What if every Christian understands that when he prays, Lord, let your kingdom come? The possibilities are something like this. In 2007, a group of victory group leaders from the fort met at LPL condominium, went up to the penthouse, and we would pray every week at early in the morning where we can see the whole landscape of San Juan City in Mandaluyong. We would pray, and we would lay hands on top of that building. Lord, give us this rich area of San Juan. Lord, give us this poor area of San Juan. Lord, give us the campuses. And we would pray and we would do prayer walks around the city in 2007. With no contacts here in San Juan, we started the church. We're now entering our 10th year. We're on our 10th year this year, November. We celebrate 10 years. But it wasn't 100 men meeting together. It was less than 10 people meeting together every morning to pray for the city. And now you're here because of the prayers of the people who started the church. Everything we do should be birthed in prayer. That's how powerful it is when we say, Lord, your kingdom come. Lord, I pray that your influence, Lord, would spread in this city. And it won't be my name, but it would be the name of Jesus that will be glorified. Your kingdom come. And then it says, your will be done. When we say your will be done, too often our prayers are focused on what we need rather than what God wants to give or do in our lives. And so this was again life altering for them. When you pray, you pray, Lord, let your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, ano kailangan kong gawin? Ano ba yung mission mo for me? This should be the prayer of every Christian. More than that, Lord, give me more millions, Lord, or give me this house, or give me a love life. Later on, we'll talk about that. But God was saying, our very first, our very position when it comes to prayer is, Lord, let your name be honored. Let your, hallowed be your name. Lord, let your kingdom agenda happen. And let your will be done. We need to learn how to pray. Even using the scripture, Ian Bound said this, there are many people greatly puzzled because their prayers never seem to reach the ear of God, but fall back unanswered 
to the earth. There's no mystery about it. It is because they have not met the one great fundamental condition of a prevailing prayer. And what's the key? Very simple. A surrendered will and a surrendered life. Pag hindi surrendered ang will mo at ang buhay mo kay Lord, lahat ng prayer mo self-centered. It's all about me, my kingdom come, my will be done. Lord, gusto ko nito. Lord, kailangan ko nito. Lord, please, please, Lord, bigay mo na sa akin. And we can actually have prayer requests that are so far from the will of God that God would be scratching His... Ano bang hinihingi na naman niya? Ba't ko bibigay? Mamamatay siya dyan pag binigay ko yan. I think one of the classic encounters I had with a prayer request was when I was still a youth, a campus missionary. I was, I was in church. After service, somebody approached, a girl approached and said, Pastor, can you pray for me? I said, sure. Can you pray for my love life? Oh, oh, bakit? Kasi, there's this, I have a boyfriend, and I want you to bless our relationship. Okay, so wh- why do you want me to pray for it? Well, because my boyfriend has a wife, and so I'm praying na wala, mawala na sila so that maging kami. So, parang, so tama ba itong naririnig ko? So, ako, first time ko ma-experience na may nag-request na ganito. Sabi ko, Sister, I cannot pray for you. Sorry, ah. Sabi ko, Oh, no, no, no. I cannot pray for that. Why? You're a pastor, sabi niya. Yeah, I'm a pastor. And what you're praying for and asking me to do is to bless something that God has called sin. I cannot bless that. Yun, nagtampo. Inunfriend ako sa Friendster. Okay? Tagal na eh, no? Wala pang Facebook nun. Right? But imagine, because a life is not surrendered unto God, we make crazy requests before the Lord. Lord, bigyan mo ako combination ng this week, na loto, Lord. Come on, come on, Lord. 24, 24, okay. Right, so, diba? And, and you, you start to do that. Why? Because your life is not surrendered unto God. And that's why God doesn't answer. Or when you feel like it's answered, how come there's so many trouble attached to it? Because you're not surrendered unto God when you made that request. Si Taning nakarinig at si Taning nagbigay. And then he says, now we go to the second half. First half, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And then he says, Now, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Now we move now to the next one. Now, for some people, they think, Oh, nakahaf talaga ang Lord's Prayer. Una, medyo Christ. God, God. This one now, my turn. Lord, give me my daily bread. Lord, forgive my sin. Lead me not into temptation. Now, let me point out to you, and, and I know I've read this since I was in grade school, but I only saw it now, just now, this week, while preparing for the message. If you look at the second half of the Lord's Prayer, second half in our context, you would see that the word that was used was not me, but us. Give us. Forgive us our sin. Lead us not into temptation. In summary of that, what that meant was, even the Lord's Prayer is not just for you. It's not for you. It's for God. Your kingdom agenda. Your will be done. Give us. Forgive us. Lead us. Prayer is best done in community. Makita mo yung aspect na naman ng church community involved dito. As Jesus was talking to the crowds, He was saying, not only should you be deeply rooted in Me, in prayer, but then when you pray, you're not even thinking about yourself, you're thinking about us. 
Tayo. Lead us not into temptation. Give us. That's why it was never said, give me today my daily bread. It is about us. I'm not just thinking about the needs of my family, but us, the needs of the members, the needs of my friends. Give us this day our daily bread. Look at 1 John 5, 14-15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to what? His will. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Ano sabi sa Bible? The confidence we have in approaching God. I can come to God. Why? Because what I ask of Him is His what? Will. His kingdom agenda. So even when I ask of my daily bread, I'm thinking about what? What what do you want, Lord? Lord, I'm about to purchase this item. Do you really want me to purchase this item? Get the spirit. I'm not saying, ask everything. Lord, mag-order na ako na chicken joy. One piece, two piece. Is this your will, Lord? No, no. I'm saying, get the heart of the actions that you do will always serve the kingdom and His will. So that I could now, when I pray, it is according to His will. And it's not for me, it's for us. Sarap maging Kristiano, no? Takes out the selfishness in us. Because it's always about us. It's never about me. It's always about us. Again, we look at forgiveness, and I won't dwell in forgiveness because we talk about forgiveness the past two, three weeks. Right? Forgive us our sins as we forgive our debtors. Again, the forgiveness happens in communal context. James 5.16 Confess your sins to what? each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power that produces wonderful results. When it comes to sin, you confess to who? To each other. In community, not in Facebook. In community. In front of God. Why? Because you know you need help. Kaya kung tinatago mo yung kasalanan mo, mahirap ma-overcome. Bakit? Kasi sabi sa Bible, confess your sins to each other. Pinaware sa akin ng Holy Spirit ni Lord, gabi, yung yabang ko. Pinaware sa akin ni Lord na ito yung tendencies ko. And you say it, that's why victory group, group is so important. Because you need to confess your sins to each other. And that you need to pray for each other. That you may be healed. What I love with church communities, I know that when I need prayers, I have different groups in Viber. I have my victory group. I, we have our prayer teams, and then we have different kinds of groups. So when we ask for prayer, we just text the staff. I just text, and I know that they pray. Why? Because when they text, I pray. It's a practice that we have. It's such a powerful practice where you know somebody's praying for you, hindi ka nag-iisa. Kaya never ako nag-post ng prayer request sa Facebook. Bakit? Nila like lang, di naman nagpe-pray yun. Pero alam ko, itong, itong nasa grupo na to, community ko to, pagpe-pray ako nito, they will understand, they will pray the same way me and Tammy would pray for them. It brings about such a powerful experience of prayer. It's revolutionary when you, when you understand it's us. Give us this day our daily bread. Na-excite kami pag may mga faith requests, sila Francis, di ba, sila Shell, di ba? let's believe God for it. And we pray. It's us. It's not just you. Don't pray alone. Give us some of that. 
so that when God blesses you, we can have some of it. Right? Because we're in community. Prayer is as much personal as it is communal. And verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now what does this mean? Lead us not into temptation. Again, I go back to the second half. If you look at the second half, Sabi on, uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sin. Lead us not into temptation. Ano ba ibig sabihin ng pagsinabi sa, sa, sa Matthew, forgive us our sin, sin and lead us not into temptation. Now, for some of us, kasi we tend to contextualize it so much to our, to our experience. Yung mga kasalanan natin, napasigaw ako eh, masyadong, Lord, sorry ah. Sabi mo kasi, confess. So, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Now, that's part of it, but that's not the ultimate part of it. What was the context of Matthew 5? I want to tie it up to the first half of the Lord's Prayer. First half is, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And here in the second half, Give us this day our daily bread. Ibig sabihin, when we ask for our daily provisions, for the daily blessings of God, it should be connected with the primary objective of the Lord's Prayer, which is His kingdom agenda and His will. What that means is, Lord, I'm believing God for provision. Lord, provide for our needs. Lord, I'm asking for this certain amount. Because Lord, once this comes, Lord, once my business goes to a whole new level, Lord, not only will it provide jobs and bring food to the plates of the people that I that, that works for me, Lord, but I'm going to use this business as a platform so that your kingdom agenda, that the gospel will be preached. And this was the reason I had to be absent here last week because we're bringing the kingdom agenda to Batangas. Because a group of business people now understood that when we pray, God, give me millions. Lord, financial breakthrough. It's not for a, just a new shoes or a new car. It is to bring the agenda of the kingdom and the will of God wherever I go. It's linked. Magkadikit. Kaya ko to hinihingi. It's not for me. It's for the kingdom. It's not my will. But Lord, it is your will. As a campus missionary, we had a we had this house that was given to us. So, I did not need to buy a house. We were given a house. But as a campus missionary, you also know, even if you have a house, you can't afford anything else. So me and my wife, we went to this one room and we prayed, Lord, we don't have money for the aircon. Lord, we don't have money for the bed. We don't have money for anything here, even the CR. We don't have any money for this. But Lord, we ask for your provision because this room we dedicate for missionaries, for pastors, for friends, and people in need, they're going to sleep here, in this room. What that meant was, when we were asking for our daily bread, it wasn't just for us. It was for a greater purpose. It was the kingdom agenda. Lord, pag increase mo, Lord, yung provision, Lord, tataasan namin yung standard of giving namin. Why? So people will be blessed. So people will know the gospel. It's tied up. For the forgiveness of sin, 
Ibig sabihin, hindi lang yan yung, napamura kasi ako eh. Kaya Lord, sorry ah, Lord. No. When, when they were in that context, Lord, forgive me of my sin, what that meant was, Lord, I forgot your will. I was so distracted that now I'm trapped in sin because I forgot the agenda. I was defocused from what you wanted me to do, your purposes for my life. Most of the things that we do, the crazy sinful things we do, we didn't do it because of really of lust or talaga may anger tendencies ako, kaya gano, kaya ako nasigawan. No, it's because you're defocused on the purposes of God. Chismis, mahiling magchismis. Diba? Mahiling makipag-away. Bakit? Nakalimutan mo, kristyano ka eh. Feeling mo kasi, ah, oh, kristyano naman ako, punta na ako langit, antayin ko na lang si Lord. Hindi, kaya ka nga buhay ngayon eh. Hindi ka naman pinatay ni Lord na tinanggap mo siya eh. Because there's a purpose for you. And if you forget the why you became a Christian, you will get so entangled with the affairs of the world. Trivial actually most of the problems that we have. Yung mga pinagagawa natin kasana, bakit na-defocus tayo, nawala tayo eh. So when we say, Lord, forgive me of my sin, what that meant during that time was, Lord, I'm sorry because I've forgotten to do your will. I've forgotten that you are my king. I'm sorry for my sin. Lead us not into temptation. It's not like how we pray today, Lord, control my Facebook ko na hindi ako pagano'n, pagano'n, wala ng oras. Lead me not into faith. No, no, it's not. To lead us not into temptation meant at the time was, Lord, I pray that as I do your kingdom agenda, I will be not, not be defocused or be tempted by what the world will offer because I'm so focused on what you want me to do. Your purpose, your plan. Dikit po ang Lord's Prayer. Huwag nating ihiwalay. Ito para kay Lord, ito para sa akin. Ito benefit sa akin, ito benefit kay Lord. No, no. When God preached this on the mountaintop, it was one message. It wasn't part one, part two. God was saying, this is directly linked together. You ask for your daily bread. You ask for the forgiveness of sin. You ask for... Um, uh, lead me not into tem- lead us not into temptation. It is directly linked with "Hallowed be Your name, Your kingdom come, and Your will be done." Now, as we end, one of the things that has drastically changed my life of prayer is this book, "A Praying Life" by Paul Miller. Love that book. I think I read it twice already because it is, in a way, it has liberated me to pray. I'm married to a wife who's very godly. See, Tammy can pray for two hours straight. It's like, he's the fourth head of the Trinity. Ganong kama pray? Atagal! Diba? Alam ko, pastor ako, no? Yun nga, nagigilty ako noon. Nung ganun siya mag-pray. Hindi ako ganun mag-pray. Bakit? 15 minutes pa lang, dumudugo na ilong ko. Alright? It's, and at that time, I felt like, oh, Lord, I, I can never measure up to this, to, to this angel prophet. I don't know. And I felt really bad. Because how God wired me was not to our store. Even how I converse with people. I don't converse with somebody for two hours. It's rare I do two, two hours. It means we're so chummy. Okay? That's why I never converse two hours with somebody else. Right? Because I do it by spurts. How I converse with people is how I converse with God. 
It's my spurts. That's why I have reminders on my phone. It alarms. Oh, 9.38, I pray for the missionaries. And so when I pray, it reminds me of something. And let me share to you the quote by Paul Miller. He says, a praying life isn't simply a morning prayer time. It's about slipping into prayer at odd hours of the day, not because we are disciplined, but because we are uh, not because we are disciplined, but because we are in touch with our own poverty of the spirit. So when I pray, and again, if you're like that, like my wife who can pray for an hour or two hours, please continue to do so. Because that's how God wired you. Okay? You're very structured. For some of us, we're more spontaneous and we can't do two hours. But in whatever way the spirit is, when the phone alarms, it reminds me of the poverty of my spirit. It's not discipline. It's not, si Tami, two hours mag-pray kasi mas discipline siya kaysa sa... It's not. Two hours siya mag-pray kasi afternoon, gising na lahat ng apat na bata. At there will be no time for her to pray. It's the same way with me. That's why it's like this. Because pag nagising mga bata, ako yung isa sa mga bata. <laughs> So, and then I need to go to the office, I need to do my work, I need to do sermon preparation. So I alarm, and the alarm reminds me that I'm weak. If I'm going to pray about the agenda of the kingdom, Siri reminds me. Not to pray. Siri reminds me, Dennis, you're weak. You cannot do the kingdom agenda. You cannot do the will of God if you don't pray. Pray. So throughout the day, I pray. Throughout the day, I try to practice. In Edsa, when it's traffic, I don't complain. It is God's way of saying, pray long. Nung nawala Uber, pray. Because you're at home and you can't get any ride. And we have first world problems now. But it reminds me of how weak my spirit is. That's why I pray. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, linked towards your kingdom come, your will be done. Forgiveness of sin, I've lost my purpose, that your kingdom come, your will be done. Lead me not into temptation. Lord, I might be defocused in doing the kingdom agenda. Lead me not into that temptation. This is how we should pray. Can we bow down our heads right now? Let's just pray. Lord, we come to you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you because ultimately it is about you. You are sovereign. You are king. You own this kingdom. Lord, I pray, Lord, that from this day on, when we come before the Lord in prayer, in secret, in our room where the door is shut, it will no longer be about my list and my agenda and my priorities. But we would ask, Lord, what is your agenda? What do you want me to do for the kingdom? What is your will for my life? As I ask for my daily bread, as I ask, Lord, that you lead me not into temptation, may it remind me of how weak I am apart from prayer. That when I don't pray, I could get defocused. When I don't pray, I can lose my way. And so, Lord, I pray for everyone here. Bring us back to your very purposes and plans. Lord, may specific work that you've assigned for us that's our kingdom work lord may we fulfill that our father in heaven hallowed be your name lord let your name be honored 
Lord, let your agenda be established in my life, in my business, in my career, in my family. Lord, let your will be done in every decision that I'll make. Lord, even as we ask for our daily bread, may we never forget it's not about me, it's about us. It's about the people around me. It is to serve, once again, your purpose and your will. Forgive me, Lord, if I've run away from your purpose. Give me the strength to come back. Lead me not into temptation. Lead me not, Lord, into becoming so defocused on what you've called me to do. But awaken me once again towards your purposes and plan. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.